Welcome to Devotionables, Brief Devotions for Busy People. I'm Michael Knight, one of the pastoral interns here at Ninth and O, and I welcome you as we join in Jill and Lowly, Chapter 10 this week. And the scripture along with that is Matthew 10, 37, which states, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever takes, excuse me, whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And so as I was thinking about this today, I could not help but my mind to wander to 2 Timothy 1.5, where, where Paul tells Timothy, For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. And so I was thinking about that. My, my Lois and Eunice, as it were, was Creola and Anne. And I was so thankful for, uh, back in 2010, after living a century, my grandmother passed and I got to speak at her funeral and it's such a delight because everyone who knew Creola knew what a godly woman she was. And I got to watch her as a young child reading the word and how much she loved Jesus. And I was so thankful for that example. And I see that even in my mother, she bestowed that on her four children. And as my mother now, as I watch her become more and more like her mother and her love for the Lord, I am so thankful that I had the example of a mother and a grandmother who loved the Lord in the way that taught me to love the Lord above all things. And so as parents, I think that most all, all parents seek their best for their kids. They hope better for them in many ways. They hope they're maybe a doctor, right? Like they hope for high education or high profession or they marry well. They pray for their salvation and ultimately they do want to bring them up in the Lord. And as Ortland says, everything that is lovely in God is in Christ. And everything that is or can be lovely in any man is in him. For he is man as well as God and he is the holiest meekest, most humble, in every way the most excellent man that ever was. And he obviously is quoting Edwards in that sermon. And I just wonder, as I think about these things, if we truly believe these things, then why does our culture pursuits come first? Why are college and sports teams more valued or given more precedent in children's lives? Why do we teach our kids, why don't we teach our kids to fear God and love the Lord first? Do they, do they see our example, like Crayola and Anne that I'm so thankful for, and Lois and Eunice that, 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 that Paul saw in Timothy that he was to be so thankful for? Do we have that for our kids, that they see our example of one that, that, that loves the Lord to the utmost above all other things, and we teach our kids accordingly? When I think about the statistics of those as review, reviewing that, in 2019, Two-thirds of 18 to 22-year-olds drop out at least one year of church during their times in college. 69% attended before 17, while that drops to 58% by 18, 40% by 19, and by 20 years old, only one in three young adult is actively regular, have regular attendance in the church. And 34%, which is of reasoning of the highest dropout, said to be, quote, because they moved away. And I just, and as I reflect on that, it takes me back to what Ortland says on page 100. It is our job as parents is to show our kids that even our best love is a shadow of a greater love. To put a sharper edge on it, to make the tender heart of Christ irresistible and unforgettable. 
Our goal is that our kids would leave the house at 18 and be unable to live the rest of their lives believing that their sins and sufferings repel Christ. And that reminds me, as you probably saw maybe on the update from yesterday on 9th and O, there's a a three-step, one, two, three, on how to raise secular kids. The first step is to fit church into your schedule when it's convenient. The second step is to devalue the message by living a church life and a different home life. And the third step is give higher priority to school and sports activities than church involvement. And so I, I wonder when we read these passages about those who do not love me more than they love their parents, I also wonder, do we also love other things more? Because our parents have put on us and we've put on our kids to love other things more than the Lord. Dr. Cook has recently preached two sermons on marriages and talking about how the putting God first in marriage is, is valued in the marriage is going to cause there to be a more functional and godly marriage. And I highly recommend that you view those two sermons again. But in closing, I want to remind us that, that putting God first in our lives makes us better husbands and wives. Putting God first in our lives makes us better parents. And putting God first in our lives makes us better kids. And so as you go out there this week, I want to encourage you that we are examples to our children and to all those around us, that when we say we love God to the utmost, make sure our hearts are following our actions.